It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, friends? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Billy Osetti of SI Panthers with you here on a Tuesday, rolling through the second day of the 2020 or second episode of 2021 and second day of the offseason and already things are swirling around between the Panthers lining up interviews for general manager positions to uh, players being added to the reserve contracts things like that who's going to be on the team uh, once the league year begins and of course things already floating around in terms of could Joe Brady leave Carolina after just one year? There's already some interest in him. We'll get to that in a little bit. But want to start today's episode by talking about first the general manager search. Because obviously that's kind of the the big thing right now. Or, or obviously one of the big things uh, in terms of who they're requesting to meet with. Who they're going to interview. Uh, things of that nature. And the Panthers have been... Very busy so far, just in terms of uh, lining up people. I mean, you've already got a, a couple handfuls, at least, of names that the Panthers uh, at least are lining up for uh, to, to request to interview or are going to interview. So let's just run through at least some of the names that we know of so far. So uh, the Panthers, uh, Panthers actually earlier today, earlier Tuesday morning, put in a request to interview Champ Kelly, no relation to Chip Kelly, but Champ Kelly, who is who is currently the assistant director of player personnel for the Chicago Bears. Champ Kelly, of course, also being talked about for the now vacant general manager job in Denver. Uh, but Champ Kelly, well, real first name is Anthony, but everyone calls him Champ. This is a, this was the second season as the assistant director of player personnel. He had previously spent two years as the director of pro scouting for the Chicago Bears. He currently works with uh, Josh Lucas, who's the director of player personnel, and Mark Sadowski, who is the college scouting director for the Bears. Uh, he previously, before coming to Chicago, spent seven, uh, eight seasons with the Broncos, so there's obviously some tie-in there that he could return to Denver, uh, but spent eight seasons with the Broncos, including the last five as assistant director of pro personnel. So he's got plenty of experience here. Also was a former contract advisor and general manager slash wide receivers coach for the Lexington Horsemen of the of United Indoor Football. So quite the quite the background here for Champ Kelly. So he's one of the one of the uh, candidates right now, or at least being requested by the Panthers for their GM job. Jerry Reese. That's a name I'm sure many of you folks recognize. Jerry Reese, of course, the former general manager of the New York Giants, 
was uh, their GM from 2007 to 2017. The Giants, of course, won two Super Bowl titles in that time frame. Uh, of course, a long time in a uh, in a front office position. Actually began his uh, career as an executive back in 1994. He had spent his entire uh, pro career or uh, executive career with the New York Giants. He started as a college scout in 94, then became a pro scout in 97 and did that for seven years before becoming director of player personnel. And in 2007 is when Jerry Reese became general manager of the New York Giants. So there's some interest in them. In fact, they are they are interviewing uh, Jerry Reese or they will interview with Jerry Reese. Adam Peters is uh, another name that the Panthers have requested permission. He is currently the vice president of player personnel for the San Francisco 49ers and has spent time with Matt Rule when the two were at uh, UCLA. A little background on Adam Peters. He's in his 18th season in the National Football League, and this is his fourth season as the vice president of player personnel for the 49ers. Uh, he, too, also previously has uh, has experience with the Denver Broncos, so he'll probably be uh, a name to watch for that opening as well. But the Panthers are going to try to go after him. He spent eight seasons, 2009 through 2016, with the Broncos. Uh, he was the director of college scouting in uh, 2016 for the Broncos. Then two years before that, he was the team's assistant director of college scouting. Then he was, uh, the previous three years, 11 to 13, he was a national scout, and he joined the Broncos in 2009 as a as a regional scout. Another name here, Ryan Poles, who is the Chiefs Assistant Director of Player Personnel. Then we've also got Brant Tillis, who is also with the, the Chiefs organization, interestingly enough. He is the Director of football administration for uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Jeff Ireland. Uh, Jeff Ireland's another name that uh, many football fans probably remember. He's currently the assistant general manager and college scouting director for the New Orleans Saints, uh, but of course has previously been a general manager in the NFL, uh, spent five years as GM of the Miami Dolphins, but he's been with the Saints since 2015 as assistant GM and college scouting director. He was a draft consultant with the Seahawks in 2014, and then again prior to that, 08 through 13 GM of the Dolphins, 05 through 07, spent three years as vice president of college and pro scouting for the Dallas Cowboys, was a national scout for the Cowboys from 01 to 04. Uh, was a scout for the Chiefs from 97 to 2000 and began his uh, executive career actually as a scout with the NFL Scouting Combine from 1994 to 1996. So another very interesting name there that the Panthers uh, will request for an interview as well as, and this was, I think, one of the first, one of the first names, let alone one of the first big names that came out in terms of... Uh, who the Panthers could go after for their GM, their GM position, and that is Nick Casario, who of course is the director of player personnel and almost kind of the de facto uh, 
or almost like GM in training of the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick, of course, is the GM for the Patriots, but Nick Cazero obviously has done a lot as well for uh, for the Patriots. Again, his official title is Director of Player Personnel, and he's actually been in that role since 2008. And in fact, he's been with the Patriots his entire uh, executive career. Uh, started in 2001 as a personnel assistant. Uh, he was also a graduate assistant at Central Michigan at that time. And then 2002 was a offensive coaching assistant with the Patriots. And then 2003 became an area scout for the Patriots. Then 2004 was named director of pro personnel, did that for three years. Then actually went back into coaching for a year with the Patriots, was their wide receivers coach in 2007. And in 2008 is when he became director of player personnel. So that's obviously a big name to watch out for. If the Panthers can somehow land him, that would obviously be a big... A lot of these names are, are really great. And a couple other names on here, Joe Scohan, uh the assistant general manager, assistant general manager of the Bills, and Kwesi, I don't know if I'm saying this right, I apologize if I am, Kwesi Adolfo Mensa, who is the vice president of football operations for the Cleveland Browns. And then this last name is a name that a lot of people have been uh, kind of buzzing about so far. That would be uh, a really good, a really good name here. And that's Ed Dobbs, the assistant general manager of the Indianapolis Colts. Of course, we know the Colts have uh, a really, a really great, really great front office. They have uh, really one of the top. They have one of the top uh, front offices, one of the top GMs in the league, in Chris Bowler. But Ed, Ed Dobbs. Kind of being his uh, his right hand man, and we know the Colts have done a nice job of stockpiling talent. So that seems to be another name that uh, that has really garnered a lot of buzz as far as one of the top uh, up and coming candidates for a GM job. So a lot of good names on here. Uh, we'll certainly track through them all. As the Panthers are obviously going to be very busy as they try to find the replacement for Marty Herney. So that's just kind of a quick rundown of where the Panthers stand right now. Obviously, they're just requesting interviews, um, getting a couple in, you know, so hopefully soon we'll uh, we'll actually get the answer. But uh, the Panthers obviously doing a uh, quite a broad search for their next general manager. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, so I'll take a quick moment here and remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. NFL playoffs, of course, starting this week. And, of course, next Monday is the College Football Playoff National Championship. So a lot of opportunities here to 
uh, get yourself a little bit of money. And of course, the other sports going on as well. Can't forget them. But betonline.ag, the one place that has you covered, the one place that we trust. So go check them out. Sign up today for your free online account. Again, that's betonline.ag. And if you use our promo code locked on, you get 50. You got a 50% welcome bonus. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use our promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So as we roll on here, uh, we talked about how, of course, uh, the Panthers added, or at least alluded to the Panthers adding, uh, are signing their futures players, which of course is typical at the end of uh, every season. The Panthers announced that they signed 14 players to reserve future contracts, which basically means they'll be on the roster when the new league year starts, when of course rosters can expand again to 90 players. So the full list of players that the Panthers signed, linebacker Daniel Batuli, wide receiver Ventel Bryant, Defensive back Sean Chandler, wide receiver Amar Darbo, guard Mike Horton, wide receiver Ishmael Hyman, linebacker Clay Johnston, wide receiver Marquand Michelle, guard Aaron Montero, linebacker Chris Orr, defensive tackle Mike Panasiak, tight end Giovanni Ricci, center Tam- Sam Tecklenburg, and kicker Liram Hajrulahu. Interesting name there. Uh, most of these guys, of course, uh, were on the practice squad at one point or another this season, especially toward the end of the season. And the Panthers also announced that they extended Colin Thompson, who, of course, played 15 games this season and caught a touchdown pass. So Colin Thompson re-upped for another year, and then 14 players signed to uh, the reserve future contracts for the Panthers as they start getting set for the offseason. The other big story now that we're certainly going to be tracking is, of course, the possibility now that Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator, will be one and done in Carolina. That's because he's already getting some interest from a couple of teams with head coaching vacancies. In fact, three teams have already requested to interview Joe Brady for their head coaching positions. And according to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, those three teams are the Atlanta Falcons, the Los Angeles Chargers, and the Houston Texans. So, no surprise, there was obviously some buzz throughout the season that Joe Brady was going to start becoming a uh, a hot candidate for a head coaching job. We know some of these teams now love that that up-and-coming offensive assistant. Teams are trying to find... The next Sean McVay, you know, sometimes you hit, sometimes you don't. You know, Cincinnati's starting to learn a little bit the hard way, uh, the downside to going after that. Because we know they haven't had much success so far with Zach Taylor. But uh, Joe Brady, you know, it sounds like one of some of these teams, if if not this year, certainly next year, could try their luck with him. But, um, you know, obviously the... The success speaks for itself. You know, we saw what he—we obviously saw what he did with Joe Joe Burrow in his final year at LSU, giving him arguably the greatest college season ever. And then, I mean, obviously there were times where the Panthers, you know, did pretty good on offense, but 
overall, it was you know certainly up and down. They were 24th in points per game on offense and 21st in yards per game. But obviously, injur- injuries played a factor into this. So you know, teams still like you know teams are still intrigued with you know the mind and what Joe Brady can bring to the table. So really going to be interesting to see if he does land a head coaching gig or if he comes back to Carolina for one more year. But uh, I think it's safe to say now that even if he doesn't go in 21 or, you know, this coaching cycle, he's probably gone next coaching cycle. He'll probably be one of the, the top guys. And again, there's now six teams with head coaching vacancies. Half of them have now requested to interview Joe Brady, the Falcons, the Chargers, and the Texans, of course, the other three now looking for head coaches, the New York Jets, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Detroit Lions. So really going to be interesting. And of course, with Carolina out, Joe Brady has free reign. They can't stop him from uh, interviewing for a head coaching position. Um, you know, the only teams now who their offense or their assistants can't be interviewed yet for a head coach are those that are uh, basically in the playoffs. And I think it's those that don't have a buy. So even uh, of course, Eric Bienemy we know is going to be a hot candidate. I think he right now has the ability to interview while some of these other, other coaches, I think have to wait, I have to double check on the, the rules there, but Joe Brady, we'll see if he, uh, if he ends up being, you know, if he if he gets one of these jobs this quickly, I don't think it would be a surprise to a lot of people. So, I would be a ta- I would be a tad surprised, but at the same time, I wouldn't be. You know, again, he's only like thirty one years old. That 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 would be the only knock on him right now. Obviously, he has very very little NFL experience. But then again, so did Matt Roll. Matt Roll only coached in the NFL for one year before coming over to the Carolina Panthers. So I don't think teams are that worried, uh, especially with some of the college names, of course, that are now floating around as uh, potentially garnering interest, namely Urban Meyer, former coach of Ohio State, and Pat Fitzgerald, current head coach at Northwestern. So we'll see what happens. Should be a rather interesting few days, and we shall uh, we'll go from there. So. Real quick before we wrap things up here, today's episode being brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. Always appreciate their support. Rock Auto, of course, the family business helping you out when, uh, whenever you have any sort of car trouble or if you just need a part in a jiffy. They have all kinds of parts from pretty much every make, every model you can think of. And they've been in business for over 20 years now. And of course, again, they have hundreds of manufacturers. So whatever kind of part you need, Rock Auto is the place for you. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts uh, to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpeting. So whether you're a classic or a daily driver, you can get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. And you can quickly see all the parts available Uh, available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer and of course best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers so why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com 
and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And remember, help us out a little bit. When you see their How Did You Hear About Us box, type in Locked On so that they know that we sent you so that we all support each other. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com So we'll wrap up uh, today's episode with a couple of notes, particularly one interesting note here from Matt Rule's season-ending press conference last season, particularly talking about the quarterback position. We talked yesterday, of course, the quarterback probably going to be a hot-button issue now for the Panthers. Would not be surprised if they use that eighth pick or if they have to trade up to get a quarterback. We know this uh, this front office and this ownership now looking to be a little more aggressive than the previous regime. So I would not rule out uh, the Panthers making a bold move uh, to get the player they want. But Matt Rule was asked, of course, about the the quarterback position. And, I mean, this could just be coach speak being uh, early January. Uh, but he did not commit to naming Teddy Bridgewater as the starting quarterback for 2021. He said, quote, We'll see what happens moving forward. Teddy is here. I have a lot of respect for him. I believe in what he can do. I've seen glimpses, flashes of us as an offense looking really good. With regards to the draft and players, we'll look at every opportunity to have the best we can have at every position, and that includes the quarterback position. Uh, Matt Rule also noted that he didn't feel that Bridgewater had been healthy since week 10 against Tampa, interestingly enough. Uh, tweet here from Elena Getzenberg of the Charlotte Observer. Matt Rule says he feels that since Teddy Bridgewater got hurt in the second half of the Tampa Bay game, again, speaking of the second Tampa game, he hasn't played his best football. And we know Teddy, obviously, we know, of course, he got banged up in the uh, Thursday night game against the Falcons. He, of course, wound up uh, sitting out against the Lions in Week 11 and then came back against the Vikings and things just you know, really looked rough for him. So maybe we have to take that into context a little bit, but still, we know it was just a uh, a rough, rough second half of the season for Teddy Bridgewater. And like we talked about yesterday, he really held this team back, really held the offense back, and unfortunately became one of the reasons why this team, you know, we the record ended up being around where we expected them to be, but, you know, it's it still wound up frustrating, especially after the team started three and two and we thought okay you know maybe things will things are starting to look up sooner rather than later and you know of course you know silly me talking about this team as a potential playoff team after just five weeks but you know that's the that's the nature of the beast I guess but uh so you know Matt Rule establishing that or at least committing to the fact that Ted Bridgewater just wasn't himself so you know, things this this obviously is gonna add fuel to the fire in terms of, you know, will Carolina use that number eight pick, whether sit at that pick or make a move up for one of these top quarterbacks. And of course, I think at this point you look at again, a lot depends, I think, on certainly that number two pick with the New York Jets. You know, do they take a quarterback? Do they take Justin Fields or Zach Wilson? Uh or do they sit and take uh, another offensive player and build around Sam Darnold. 
Do they trade out of that pick? Who knows? But let's say that the Jets do take a quarterback. Let's say it's Justin Fields. And we've talked about Zach Wilson a little bit as someone that I think would look pretty nice in this offense. Well, now you're looking at uh, that number three pick with the Miami Dolphins. And the Dolphins know that they could be sitting on a gold mine because the quarterbacks could dry up quick and the Dolphins could get a bunch more picks if they trade back from number three. And, of course, you look at the draft order, you know now that there are a couple of quarterback needy teams now sitting right above the Carolina Panthers in that draft order, including, of course, the Atlanta, you know, maybe not as needy, but we know the Falcons are going to start looking ahead, and there have already been some mock drafts that have pegged the quarterback to the Falcons. There's been some speculation that they could trade Matt Ryan, so you're looking at the Falcons at number four, you're looking at the Philadelphia Eagles at number six and their quarterback conundrum now, and of course the Detroit Lions at number seven. Again, similar situation to the Falcons. A lot of speculation that they could trade Matthew Stafford. Uh, this looks like a franchise that's just ready to hit the hard reset button, and that could include unloading Matthew Stafford, trading him to a team that could give him a chance to compete for a Super Bowl. So you're looking at three teams there, between where the Dolphins sit and where the Panthers sit, that all could be in play for a quarterback. But the question, too, becomes... If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Will any, would any of these teams also quote-unquote settle for Trey Lance? Because we can't forget about him, too. I, I think Trey Lance has started to fly under the radar a little bit because... Remember, he only played one game in 2020 because, of course, the Missouri Valley Football Conference pushed their regular season to the spring, but they were still able to get one game back in October. Of course, obviously, Trey Lance isn't going to play in those games in the spring. He's already declared for the draft. Um, but he played that one game, and he was pretty good, you know, but didn't seem to thread the needle a lot for... Uh, a lot of draft analysts. So a lot of what we have on Lance is coming off of what we saw in 2019. But I still believe Trey Lance is going to be a first-round pick. And in fact, I still think he probably goes in the top half of the of the first round. So I think you're looking at four guys here. And that's what's going to make this draft really interesting, too, with the quarterbacks. Is, is a team going to move up for either Fields or Lance if one of them slips past the top, or whichever one slips past the top th or the top two? Will any of these teams settle for Trey Lance? Could Mac Jones be a possibility? Kyle Trask? There's, you know, there, that's at least, we have six names now that I think are going to be floating around a lot as first-round options here. So it's really going to be interesting. And, of course, we've got, what, three and a half months to figure out all these permutations. But it's going to be really interesting to see especially in the top of the draft here, all these quarter, or all these teams 
that could potentially take a quarterback, what their strategy is going to be. Do they sit back? Do they make a move up? Whatever the case may be, you know, especially the Philadelphia Eagles who are now sitting. Because remember, if the Eagles would have beaten Washington on Sunday, Philadelphia would have slotted behind Carolina in the draft door. The Eagles would have actually fell from six to nine in the draft order. Detroit would have would have, uh Detroit would have moved up to six. Carolina would have been seven and Denver would have been eight. Now I don't think Denver's gonna be in the market for a quarterback. I think they're still pretty saw, uh set on Drew Locke. But that just shows how obviously those uh decisions that the Eagles made on Sunday really altered uh, the face of the top 10 there. You know, that one spot obviously is uh, is pretty, could be pretty valuable. In fact, if we go back, of course, and look at the, the trade value chart, which is something we'll certainly be looking at quite often over the uh, the next few months here. But that one spot that the Panthers dropped using the old 3,000-point uh, scale for the number one pick. That one spot that the Panthers dropped with the Eagles' loss uh, was a difference of 100 points. And so, looking now at the picks that the that the Panthers have, 100 points is equivalent to almost their four, pretty much their fourth-round pick. So, say... Let's say, for example, the Panthers want to make a move from from eight to three. Okay, using the old draft value chart, that's an eight hundred point difference. Twenty two hundred points for the number three pick. Fourteen hundred points for where the Panthers sit at number eight. So to get from fourteen hundred to twenty two hundred, if they're just moving from eight to three, that obviously is going to include their second round pick, but. Either way, they were probably going to have to include their second-round pick. Could also throw in... It might also cost them their first-round pick next year. You never know. Remember, a couple years ago, you know, you look at... You know, one of the trades that comes to mind is when the Bills traded up for Sammy Watkins going from 9 to 4. That cost them their first-round pick that year. Yeah, the full, the full trade details, at least of that particular one, was Buffalo traded up from 9 to 4 trading their first and fourth round picks in 2015. So that's just one example. So, you know, if the Panthers want to hold on to that second round pick, obviously it's going to cost them their first round pick next year. I mean, it would have been a similar deal, you know, maybe uh, maybe a lower pick as far as the, the extra pick, I guess we'll say, could have been involved if they were sitting at number seven. But that, you know, at, at this point, I think... That's kind of the uh, you know the baseline we're looking at is, is a first and uh, first and something else next year. In fact, I believe uh, Joe Marino. Let's take a look at Joe Marino's mock draft because I believe he may have made a uh, a trade as well. And looking at it, he did. So we kind of get a um, a little bit of a, a framework to to go off here. As well, so in Joe Marino's mock draft that he posted uh, this week, he does have the Panthers moving up to number three for Zach Wilson because he has Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields as the first two picks. And the framework of the trade 
that Joe uh, that Joe proposed is that Carolina trades up from eight to number three, also sending their third round pick this year and their first round pick in 2022. So that seems about right, about where the Panthers probably need to be uh, to trade up, especially if they're going after a quarterback. That seems like a a, a pretty good pretty good value, I think. Uh, Joe writes, if you guys haven't seen this yet, he writes, the Panthers showed some promise in year one of the Matt Rule era, and the next phase of the rebuilding process for Carolina is finding its next franchise quarterback. In striking distance to land an, land an exciting new option, the Panthers should be thinking about a move up the board. With Miami being only one year removed from drafting Tua Tungavailoa with the number five overall selection and earning the number three pick courtesy of the Laramie Tunsil trade and a poor season from the Texans, trading back to build the talent around Tungavailoa is a wise move. The Dolphins and Panthers are perfect trade partners. Wilson is a dynamic quarterback prospect that fits nicely with how the NFL game is trending and would provide Carolina with a potential difference maker at the position. With a fairly complete set of weapons already in place and all the investments made on the defensive side of the ball, Carolina is ready to pick a quarterback high in the draft. So I like this train of thought here. I I like the idea of moving up, you know, again, even if it costs you your uh, first round pick next year for a good quarterback, I think like Zach Wilson and in this kind of offense, even if they lose Joe Brady, you know, they'll be able to find a, uh, an offensive coordinator that can work with, uh, work with Zach Wilson here. You know, the, the foundation, I've, I've said this before, the foundation is there. And if you get that young, good quarterback, like a Zach Wilson here, then I think the pieces are set. And, you know, obviously if things work out, then trading that first round pick isn't going to mean much. You know, if if it means landing your franchise quarterback, then it's well worth it. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, Joe, uh, Joe Marino actually has quarterbacks going not just one, not just one, two, not just one, two, three, but one, two, three, four. Because we just talked about Trey Lance. Joe does have the Falcons taking Trey Lance at number four, which would be a good spot, you know, even if the the Falcons don't trade Matt Ryan, he can sit behind Matt Ryan for a year or so, so, but really like that, uh, that option here from Joe Marino and his mock, and I think, you know, we've seen Kyle Krabs on one of his latest mocks as well, so I think that's going to be a, uh, a pretty popular thought, is Carolina moving up the board for their for their franchise quarterback, whether it's Zach Wilson, whether it's Justin Fields, if he gets past the Jets. So that's that's the spot, like, like we said before, and like Joe's mock kind of confirms, the magic number right now that the Panthers probably have to get to is number three with the Miami Dolphins. Got to get, likely have to get in front of the Atlanta Falcons uh, if they want one of those quarterbacks. So, and again, we have... So much time. We have three and a half months to digest and talk about all things draft. Obviously, free agency is going to dictate a lot of this as well when we get to that in a couple of months. But a long way to go, but definitely a a very exciting time indeed. So with that, I think we're going to wrap things up here. Uh, As always, appreciate you guys. Uh, always appreciate the support. Thanks for, so much for tuning in. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Ricetti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. 
uh, follow my work. In fact, I just put a mock draft, uh, several mock draft over at SI Panthers. I didn't do any trades though, so don't expect to jump up in that trade yet. Uh, but we will get there eventually. I will start doing some trades uh, in some of these mock drafts. But I do have a, a seven round mock that I posted uh, to start off the off season. So go check that out and go check out the rest of the work there at SI. Really great work by everybody. So thanks for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. And we will see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. We'll see you soon. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.